Welcome to episode 230 of In Touch with iOS, the show that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. I am your host, Dave Ginsberg, and my guest this week, the last minute uh, edition, is Kelly Gamont. Thank you so much for being here, Kelly. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad, David. How about you? Doing well, doing well. A little cold. It's getting a little cold this time yeah. of year. but uh, You win at cold. We were comparing notes before yeah. the show. Yeah, I, we, I think we both do because Jeff Gamut, of course, is here. And uh, it's cold in Colorado, too. <laughs> it's cold in Colorado, too. Yeah. Uh, just before the show, I watched a car slide uncontrolled down my street. My street is flat. Mm. Ooh. So I guess with the snow, it's kind of slick out there. It is a little So don't slick. lick the flagpoles. Yeah, yeah that's, no. That's notable for you here. That's just what happens when the weather happens. Uh, pretty much yeah pretty much so uh this week we got some new stories uh it's the weekend before the week before our thanksgiving in the united states so all kinds of stuff happening uh soon here with black friday and other things but uh why not just get right into the news here for this week uh because uh we have to but we want to uh So the first story for this week is uh, new Apple TV reportedly is equipped with a, a, a bind or bind a 15 chip with a five core CPU. Uh, the review um, third generation Apple TV 4k, which is we'll just early, uh, released earlier this month as we record, has a, a bin version of an a 15 Bionic chip with only one CPU core disabled. Um, mm-hmm. According to the website, the flat panels HD citing, Information from the TV Info app on, from TVOS. Uh, review claims that the A15 Bionic has five cores in the new Apple TV, whereas the chip has six cores, like the iPhone 13 and iPhone 14 models. Mm-hmm. But, but just despite this, this bin, uh, uh, bin safe CPU, it's a fanless design. The website found that the new Apple TV roughly is 40% faster and throttled less than the previous version. So it's faster. So, of course, they're making a big deal out of this. What do you think, Kelly? So- uh, well, this is a thing that that already happens in other Apple products. So if you if you go look at um, the MacBook Pro or the MacBook Air, and if you look at anything with Apple Silicon in it, um, it will show you that it's uh, so many so many of this core and so many of that core for this much money, and then for like a hundred dollars more, I think um, it will be this many cores, and then like a couple extra of that many cores. So it'll be like an eight core and then a 10 core. And so it's a thing that they've, that they started doing with the MacBook airs. I think it was, and they've continued doing that. So um, what it, what it is, is if the chip doesn't pass quality control on the whole thing, and Jeff, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but this was how it was described to me. Um, uh, if, if the chip comes through and like one, one of the cores or some, you know, something within the processor itself isn't working quite right, then that one becomes, you know, eight instead of 10 or 12 instead of, or 10 instead of 12, whatever. So they ratchet down that one a notch and then they can still use the chip instead of having to throw it away. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, now here's the thing though. I had no idea that was uh, what uh, the term bind meant. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, <laughs> But uh, Kelly, which the process you're describing, yes, that's exactly what Apple is doing. I just didn't know the term. So, uh, uh, hey, I have a uh, 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 editorial request for Mac Rumors since that's where the story came from. Right. Mm-hmm. Please, when you when you use a term to describe something, 
explain what the term means so that uh, people yeah, have context for what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but now, hey, at least we, we figured it out. And uh, yeah, that's a thing. And uh, it cuts down on waste. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, and then um, sticking with the Apple TV, uh, the 128 gigabyte Apple TV 4K can only use half its storage because of a TVOS bug. A bug in TVS 16.1 stops any storage above 64 gigabytes being used, and and the same bug in the 16.2 beta. Well, go figure. Uh, anyone that purchased the 128 gig model of the new Apple TV uh, 4K is likely going to experience an annoying <laughs> limitation. In for a surprise. Yeah, we, we pay for, and you paid extra for having all this extra storage. Um, and uh, and Mac Mac World reported this as well. This was from PC Mag. Uh, if you're hoping for a quick fix for the, for the media streamer, perhaps uh, you'll be a little bit disappointed because the TVOS 16.2 beta doesn't has the same bug. So for the, the only workaround for now seems to be queuing downloads before you reach 64 gig false storage <laughs> limit. What do you think here, Kelly? <laughs> the, the workaround is don't do that, which is oh, kind of funny. Um, yeah, it is. Well, the, the question I have, cause we've talked about, you know, uh, Apple TV and the difference in storage and all that. Like we've talked about a few times before. So I think for most people, this isn't going to be an issue just because you're not saving a lot of stuff on your Apple TV. Like apps will take up space on it, but that's really about it. Cause I don't think it really like you can download shows to it, but there's gyrations yeah. involved. So um, by and large, I don't think, you know, aside from, Screensavers, which I don't think take up more than 64 gigabytes if you're downloading the, the 4K version from Apple. Um, I don't think I don't think it's going to profoundly affect most people. Um, so yes, it's a bug, and yes, I'm glad that they're looking into it and I'm glad they're they're gonna get it fixed and it's being addressed in some fashion. But yep. um in in the grand scheme of things, this isn't one of those where uh, you know, we have to take it upon ourselves to make sure that we get everybody upgraded because this is bad and it's gonna you know, it's going to end up affecting people adversely going forward or something like for the most part, I think a lot of people aren't even going to notice. Yeah. I'll Here's tell you who's going to notice Apple arcade subscribers that, yeah. that game on their television. Yeah. That will both fill, of them are going to be so mad. That'll fill up your Apple TV. So Easy. fast. Very fast. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a 64 gig Apple TV, uh, the HD model. And uh, and I don't have a ton of games on it, but uh, over fifty gig is full. Wow. wow. Okay. And it that's games. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so yeah. you are fifty percent of the people who would be affected by this bug, and you I don't am have a four K Apple TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You are. Um, okay, so on one hand, how can this not be fixed in the six point two beta or sixteen point two beta? On the other hand, this is beta, and when uh uh when the next uh beta uh rev comes out for 16.2 it may have the fix so uh so i will uh withhold my my scathing tongue <laughs> until 16.2 uh for apple tv ships and doesn't have the fix yeah good call yep and speaking of updates that the TVOS 16.1.1 for the new Apple TV 4K will with a fix for app installation issue. Uh, and the Apple, um, 
uh, actually uh, released this uh, yesterday as we record, uh, which is available for the third generation Apple TV 4K, which is the current model. Says the update fixes an issue where it could cause the Apple TV to be unable to install apps. Well, that uh, seems like a nice workaround for not having enough uh, memory. Yeah. It goes hand in hand with the other bug. <laughs> yeah, because it says the, th- the third generation Apple TV was released in November, blah, blah, blah. An update was only available for the new models. It's like <laughs> likely that the bug fixes, addresses the it's likely that this bug addresses the issue that could cause the 128, uh, as we just talked about, to run out of storage. But there's no confirmation <laughs> whether or not it fixes it or not. So, and this is this is 16.1.1, this which is, is only on the the current gen five Apple TV. Okay. How can we have this much discussion on Apple TV in one in uh, one show I was here? Say. <laughs> it's just so well, many crazy because- things. Because we're talking about it a lot more than anybody that shipped anything, apparently. So otherwise, maybe some of this stuff wouldn't be out in the world. So it does sometimes feel like people like us or like when I go on about why it should be a stick and that kind of thing. You know, I sometimes I feel like the only person talking about an Apple TV, you know, to anybody. So, um, yeah, maybe that's validating my assessment. (laughs) Being the only person shouting in the wilderness about Apple TVs. So. Ben, uh, Ben in the chat. Uh, good to see you, Ben. Uh, he says hey, he ben. wants a two two fifty six gigabyte uh, Apple TV. <laughs> Just so he can have one hundred twenty eight storage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. it's just half. So. Uh, I think we've had enough discussion about Apple TV for one show, don't you think? <laughs> um, I just want to add one little thing. Oh, oh go ahead. I'm sorry. Sixteen point one point one. Okay, that came out for uh, iOS and iPadOS also. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, on uh, 16.1.1, Apple TV 4K fixes an installation issue. For everyone else, it's an OMG, this is a really important uh, security update. <laughs> so right. so yeah, is it also difference. an OMG really support important security update yeah. for just the Apple TV 4K? <laughs> Maybe. It's sure. It could be. <laughs> well, I mean, if, if your storage is cut in half, obviously that would be, an, you know, that'd be an important thing to update for. Yeah, I know ben, that's not what it's for. And yeah. ben, ben also said uh, M1 with uh, Resident Evil Village pre-installed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ben. All right. So let's go ahead and uh, stop talking about Apple TV and <laughs> talk about some other fun things here. Um, what uh, else is broken, David? Uh, Safari is apparently was broken. Uh, some iPhone and iPad users were seeing strange Safari crashes when searching. Uh, when searching, uh, some iPhone and iPad users were, were apparently uh, appearing to have experienced a very curious bug in Safari. And what would happen is the app would crash during certain times to- when certain terms were entered. Uh, the bug, the bug was going on since the. This was earlier this week as we record. Uh, it said, sorry, they could tell it was as a running a variant, and then they say here that uh, it was when you typed in a word, uh, a words like a tar, b e s w a l w e l old s t a. That was so maybe something this, like Walmart this is or why Starbucks. I started laughing. I was reading. This yeah, list I know. Of words. Switch, switch to switch phone to Android. Was that on the list? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> apparently uh, later that day, um, this bug was fixed. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Apple. What's going on with your bugs here? What do you think, Jeff? 
I'm still stuck on the three letter combination. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? I mean, seriously, what the hell? I know. I mean, why, why those? So... I mean, now, granted, we're talking about software that at this point is so complex right. that there's no way that any single person can understand everything in the code for any, any of these apps with the operating system. So weird stuff like this will crop up. It doesn't make it less funny, but uh, <laughs> yeah. stuff like this is just going to happen. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, you couldn't search for Walmart or Starbucks. Yeah, you know, some more best. Import. You know, so if you wanted to find the, the best coffee shop around you or best buy, <laughs> you best couldn't. buy, yeah, could yeah. search for nicest coffee shop. Yeah. There you go. Oh, I just gosh, think it's Kappa. interesting. Some of these, like in this case, um, you know, like you said, it's fixed, so it's not like it's a problem anymore or anything. But I'm always just sort of curious um, with something like this that is so specific and so odd, like what it could be that caused it just sort of, you know, from an academic standpoint, almost like just I wonder what it is about typing that in on Safari, on iOS, that would cause it to tip over. I just am very interested in yeah. what what that, what that it triggered to have the, those three particular letters that, you know, tipped it over. Yeah, Based this- on what uh, some people are saying in different forums, mm-hmm. it might have actually been related to the predictive typing oh. and, the, and the word suggestions. Which which would make huh. it not a Safari thing specifically, a... but the problem may have been manifesting in Safari. Yeah, yeah. Huh. If you, and if you really want to see it live, uh, the, the the Twitter handle eight oh five or it was uh, the codes. It's in the in the article here. Actually, did a video screenshot, uh, a screen recording of it, and it was he's typing away, and sure enough, it was crashing. <laughs> so wow, uh, very bizarre. Yeah. So let's move on to from bugs to Apple stores. Uh, Apple stores are now going to begin same day, same device repairs for all iPhone 14 models. Apple stores and Apple Apple authorized service providers around the world are now going to be able to complete same day unit repairs for all four iPhone 14 models instead of having to replace the entire device. Uh, this was a memo was obtained uh, by MacRumors um, for an internal memo. Uh, the change came in effect last week as we record here. And um, yeah, this is uh, interesting uh, that this is uh, uh, this is going to uh, be happening uh, and make it a little bit easier. So they are raising some service fees too. So if you have like, uh, yeah. let's, let's you have Apple, uh, Apple care, you know, $379 Apple's going to charge to fix uh, cracked glass on an iPhone 14 mm-hmm. pro max display. Yeesh. So what, what do you think? Oh, Jeff? Yeah. Um, I think this is good. Um, and not so, I mean, well, yes, the whole part of, I can take my, my phone into an Apple store. They can fix it there and I take it home as opposed to, it has to go off to a repair center. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, um, my guess is that this also has something to do with, uh, limited product availability and by, uh, by allowing the stores to do repairs there will there will be fewer device swap outs you know which is don't good. we get this with each device at some point where they stop just handing you a new device and then they're actually fixing them isn't that yes but in the, some but cases for don't they do that those? for all of the models okay 
Yeah, but for a lot of those, it's, uh, yeah, we'll fix it and uh, you'll have your phone back in three or four days. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, we yeah. can do it here and uh, and you can oh, get it back this afternoon okay. or yeah. tomorrow okay. morning. Just what somebody wants yeah. to be done is just be three or four days without yeah. their iPhone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've not, I've only ever had a, uh, repairs that were things that were while you wait, like the, was it the, yeah. the six that had the weird camera thing and Same. Uh, something else that was, um, Never going to go back to the depot. It was uh, whatever. I don't remember what it was that was wrong with my phone, but it was, here's your new phone. <laughs> so yeah. um, the only times I've ever had to do it, I never had to wait for anything. Uh, so at least for a phone. So um, that was the part that I was not remembering. So um, I'm cool. I'm glad to know that they're, they're at a point where they can do that and um, make it more convenient for everybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, next story, this actually was announced today as we record. Uh, One password will now support passkeys starting in early 2023. Popular password management serv- ser- service One Password is confirming that it will begin supporting passkeys uh, next year, allowing users to sign in to supported websites and apps without uh, a password. Instead of the biometric authentication on trusted devices, using to confirm your identity and removing passwords from the equation means it can't be compromised or fished. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Passkeys, we talk about passkeys a little bit later here. We have an article about it. Uh, it's uh, rolled out in 16, iOS 16, iPad OS 16, tvOS, uh, and Mac OS Ventura. And I can't wait to start so the, using this. There's the specific some, thing we're talking about, um, since we did uh, mention earlier, you know, using a, t- using a term that nobody knows what it is. Right. Uh, this was a thing that they demonstrated live during the keynote at WWDC earlier this year, right. where... Um, Uh, Like your computer just sort of knows and talks to the website and you're logged in and it's even easier. uh, It's even easier than using, you know, when, when they email you a magical sign in link and things like that, that are sort of passwordless. So um, this is the part repeat after me, Jeff. Hi, Ricky. Yeah. Hi, Ricky. Yeah. Hi, Ricky. Uh, so, uh, it was, it was demonstrated in the video by Ricky Mondello and, um, uh, yeah, he goes way back at Microsoft, so we knew him well. Um, anyway, so, uh, it's cool and I'm super looking forward to it. Uh, you know, people will roll their eyes and, uh, you know, as soon as you start talking about passwords and password managers and things like this. So anything that makes it easier to, easier for me to log into my own stuff and harder for somebody who is not me. I am 100% for this. And that's why I've been banging the password manager drum for like a decade now, because it's gotten easy enough that people can do it who don't have to be infosec people, don't have to be in IT, don't have to be family IT. You know, any regular old person can use iCloud Keychain at a bare minimum and let it take care of everything for you. And you can free up that part of your brain for other stuff. So like keeping track of all the bugs in all your Apple software. So um, I'm I'm glad that that this is happening and anything that Apple can do to shine more light on making security better and making people's data more secure, I am 100% for. Great. I, I'm excited for this because uh, once one password has passkey support, I can start using passkeys. Uh, because right now, passkeys are a thing that you use in Safari on supported websites. So uh, I I need to use Microsoft Edge because I don't want to use Chrome, but I can't use Safari for a lot of the stuff that I do. Mm-hmm. 
so no pass keys for me. So th- this will be great because now I'll finally be able to do that. Now all I need are some websites that let me use pass keys. And that's another thing about this is Apple getting behind it and one password starting to support it means that people will start asking for it. Developers will have an easier time implementing it and maybe it will end up becoming more common over time. Fingers crossed. Yeah. And there's a number of uh, the sites are already supporting and I know PayPal is, I think eBay is and some others. Um, so the, the, the list will start growing uh, rather exponentially here. And as we go, so cool. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's uh, yeah, it's definitely something that's going to be happening here, people. Um, next story here is uh, Apple is saying it's going to be too late to get an iPhone 14 Pro online before Christmas. Uh, this was written by our friend Andrew Orr from Apple Insider. Uh, Apple has shared order by dates for online purchases to ensure the arrival before Christmas for many of its products, but key de- deadlines have already passed. We're only like a but not even before Thanksgiving here. Um, mm-hmm. Latest dates uh, to order holiday gifts with uh, free shipping in most cities. Shoppers can get stock items from their local Apple stores late as December 24th. Uh, but I think uh, because of the high demand and probably supply chain issue, as well as uh, the factories having COVID issues in China, um, are uh, having a bit of a challenge here to, to get the uh, the iPhone 14, the Pro, and the Pro Max are very high demand right now. Um, so uh, it, it's... Uh, it's definitely going to probably get, get uh, creep into next year um, if you're not uh, not able to jump on this. So it's listing all the other products that are probably be available, and I think you know maybe the AirPods will be uh, won't be a much of a challenge because there've been, been some pretty good discounts on the AirPods Pro too. Um, yeah. And um, so yeah, what do you think, Kelly? Uh, I think this is interesting because I don't remember I don't remember it being this hard to get a hold of a new phone. Uh, this late in the game relatively Um, you know we're like two months in now I think yeah September like you started ordering them in September I think Um, and even uh, Mr. Kelly got a Pro Max um, and when I ordered that uh, it was the better part of a month it was either three weeks or four weeks Um, and I ordered that in as long as he had it I ordered it at the like early October and it was early November before he got it. So I don't know. uh, Like, I don't recall it being this hard this long after the release date to get a hold of, of a phone in a, in a long time. If, if, yeah, this is very unusual. Mm -hmm. So yeah. um, The, was it the thing that I was wondering was, is it just the pro and the pro max or was it just the 14 was the 14 part of that too? Um, I think it was just the pro and the pro max. That that's yeah. the one that's been so, the highest demand. Yeah, I don't think the plus or the or the iPhone fourteen <laughs> has been a problem. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I didn't think it had been, but um, I'm I'm just sort of surprised because it's just uh, not not the norm generally. So yeah, supply chain issues. Yeah, yeah. I think that the the closure of the China the China's the plant because um, mm-hmm. of COVID concerns uh, didn't exactly help either. Yeah. It, so. For for me, when when I saw this story, uh, I just immediately went to, okay, I'll wait for the iPhone 15. Because I have my 12, and I was right. thinking, you know, 
uh, by the time the holiday season rolls around, the supply chain will be worked out and, yeah. uh, and the user to get a hold of. And no, that's not the case. And uh, <laughs> so by the time they're easily available and I'm ready to get one, it'll be close, probably out. close enough to the 15 that yeah. it'll be like, I'll just wait a couple more months and yeah. And get that sweet, sweet USB C charging. And I'll get the sweet, yeah. sweet USB C charging. <laughs> Can't wait 15. to start. We kind of talking about that. Oh boy. <laughs> um, uh, next story here is uh, we talked about this a couple weeks ago that uh, Apple had iCloud.com. The website is in beta and they're doing some mm-hmm. amazing re- redesigns. Um, well, it's live. It's no longer in beta and it is absolutely beautiful. If you if you go to iCloud.com, sign into your account and my gosh, it's got some great widgets. They're all every setup and they pop up when you when you hover over them and uh, you can customize how many what widgets can appear on the page and uh, there's just all kinds of great customizations and it's absolutely beautiful uh, um, interface here because you can customize it just by clicking a customize button and you can, they, they wiggle just like icons on an iPhone and you can move them around mm-hmm. and all that fun stuff. And uh, it's really great. Um, yeah, so I've got it set up. So it, uh, I, in fact, I like, I like to see my, hide my email. I absolutely love hide my email. <laughs> oh, I, good. It, it is so awesome. I, I mean, I, I know whenever I want to subscribe to something now, I just, just go and copy paste what I already have existing and just use that. I don't even have to create new ones. So I've got, you know, a couple I use, but uh, you can put that there. You can put uh, the drive. You can put your, your iWork applications uh, there. It shows your, your profile and um, even the custom domain. I have a custom email domain set up to get to that real quickly. Mm-hmm. My notes. So it's, it's really, really, really slick. Um, so I would definitely recommend checking it out if you if you guys have taken a look at that just yet. Um, yeah. But um, it's nice to see somebody pay attention to that user interface because it does feel like you know the Apple TV of user interfaces. Like the people who use it use it all the time yeah. and have a lot of legitimate complaints about it. And you know it hasn't been updated in forever. It doesn't. You know it's not. Uh, it it's not useful. It's sort of confusing. It's looked like that for ever yeah. you know like it was the the web page equivalent of having the pinstripes on everything still like you know every so often you see a screenshot right. of something with the pinstripes on it like wow that was a long time ago <laughs> um it was the same sort of thing with with the iCloud website so i'm glad to see that it's better and that you can customize it because not everybody needs you know all of those things in front of them all the time some people use it right. for for various things and now have the ability to do so and i'm glad to see that that's getting that that got a refresh. So, and yeah. and very quick out of beta too, which was great. Um, yeah, have, have we you, uh, talked about that not that long ago. Yeah, we did. So yeah. it was October. Um, so uh, Jeff, have you t- tried it yet? Have you been looking at that? I, I've poked around in it, and uh, um, it, it's an interface refresh that was long overdue. Yeah. Um, and uh, um, yeah, Apple can't work on everything all at once on right. on a specific product. So a while ago, they did some uh, feature and usability updates, but the mm-hmm. interface didn't get any love. That yeah. just happened. So what I'm hoping is that what, they're, what they just rolled out is, uh, is the next step in a bigger refresh on the feature set and but they needed to have the interface yeah. ready to go, so right. that when these new new well, features and feature updates roll out, they've got what they there, need in place. There yeah. is right. There's stuff coming like the the whiteboard collaboration. 
thing? Um, is that part of this? Because don't you have to have iCloud in order to do that? Well, you, you need an Apple ID. Yeah. Oh, okay. and yeah, which which gives you an iCloud account, but the the but you need iOS or excuse me, iPad OS sixteen point two right. to be well, able to use I Freeform. Mean, right, but I know it's Freeform. That's what it was called. But I know it's coming, and so like now that the website is in place, then when sixteen two comes out, maybe that you know this is supporting part of that. It was sort of my presumption. Yeah, that it does. It, all it should together. be there when when you go to add tile, it does give. Like if you want individual uh, widgets for specific apps, like mail, of course, those are there. If you want just just your calendar, um, which, which I may add that, um, and then uh, the other things I mentioned, then um, or you can just add all the apps, which is which is already there. I have so so you can uh, you can set that up very easily. Um, and there's the, the small square widget or the more the, the wider rectangular widget, uh, depending mm-hmm. on you know, which one you want to add. So cool. But, yeah, no, I I might use yeah. this a little more because I I'm really I really love this. <laughs> As far as this, uh, as far as this interface goes. So, um, then last story for this week, uh, as we're uh, recording, this is, uh, heading into the weekend just before Thanksgiving, Black Friday, of course, is the big, big day, day after Thanksgiving in the United States. Uh, many places are already having some pretty amazing discounts, um, on it, uh, on, on Apple products, uh. Uh, this one I've noted, uh, the Apple is going to hold its own Black Friday shopping event, which is on November 25th. And it, it'll be uh, between Black Friday, November 25th, and Cyber Monday on November 28th. Go figure. And you, any where customers will be eligible to get a gift card when they purchase select Apple products. So it's a long list here. The iPhone 13, 13 mini, 12, and SE, you get up to 50 bucks. Um, the AirPods uh, Pro um, and the AirPods Max, you get up to 75. So it's, it's got some good deals here. You know, to the magic mm-hmm. keyboard gets you fifty bucks, and so you know, a nice way to be able to spend a little extra money at, at Apple after the fact here. Um, <laughs> but uh, and again, again, there's going to be so many other great deals. I mean, I think I saw the AirPods Pro second gen as low as about two hundred thirty dollars. That's you know, that's a that's wow. a pretty good discount for a product that just came out. You know, really pretty pretty you know, not too long ago. So mm. I've been so. considering upgrading, and today. Has underscored well, my desire to upgrade. I, I did my review last week of I did my last week my review last week of the AirPods Pro two I'm wearing right now because yeah. I, I I went on uh, a vacation flew to flew to <laughs> Vegas and always carry my trusty Bose uh, QC 35s and mm-hmm. I left them in my bag because as soon as I put this in tra- into in the noise cancel mode yeah I did not hear any airplane noise none. It was That's completely blocked out. I, 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 absolutely enjoyable, you know, because it was a four-hour flight. So yeah, uh, I got to enjoy all kinds of uh, of great video content I downloaded, and it, it, I, I didn't even have to, to. I wasn't bothering me one bit. It was obviously it was all nice noise canceling and great. This might so, be a weird sounding question, but you didn't get a headache or anything. No. Okay. Because like the over ears, the last time I did <clears throat> over ear noise canceling on a plane. Um, I think it was something about the pressure or something gave me a headache. Turns mm. out I'm not the only person that happens to. Sure. Um, but that was part of one of the things I think they pointed out in the pros is that in the AirPods Pros, is they have a vent yeah. in them so right. that that doesn't happen because I think it's the pressure that messes with your head. And uh, uh, because I've, I because I'll, I had to mow the lawn today, I it, and that was part of why I wanted AirPods Pro in the first place. I so bet that you I have good noise it'll, cancellation. It'll cancel all that out with all the lawnmower noise. Yeah. Now. Yeah, I mean it's less of a priority because I don't have a whole lot of lawn mowing left in the next six this months. This is true. But, um, 
that doesn't mean I don't really want them. Well, so. There's there's one of your <laughs> gifts for for Black Friday. Check out check out those prices. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look for that that screaming deal because that sounds like a much a, pre, a, a preferable option. So yeah, interesting. Any other uh, thoughts, Jeff? Before we move on, um, no. Let's move on. All right. I, I just want to point out. I think it's interesting that they're not giving you a gift card if you get a 14. So it's not even like there's a consolation prize. Oh, it's not even, well, this because your they, new phone because they know they can't, <laughs> okay, you, you can't buy them. <laughs> I know, but they should still be like, "Here's a yeah. gift card you could put under the tree in the meantime." <laughs> yeah. Here's 50 um, bucks for a new case. When your phone shows up eventually, <laughs> you'll yeah. be able. To, the case will be free. You're welcome. Yeah, but no. Let's uh, go ahead and move on to topics this week. As we always talk about each week, uh, beta, uh, the third betas of 16.2 on iOS and iPadOS come out, it came out this week. Uh, and um, the, uh, it's just actually just one week after beta two came out. So there seems like they're accelerating, uh, getting this uh, going. Cause I only want to anticipate probably releasing this in December before everybody gets their gifts in Christmas. New so devices. Yeah. Um, uh, of course, a number of things that are added. Uh, and finally, uh, you got the Freeform app, which can be used to jot down notes, sketching, drawing. We're going to talk about Jeff and I just tried it a little bit earlier today and uh, as we record. So uh, uh, we'll make some, uh, give us our, your view, our views of that, um, which is really cool. Uh, and uh, it also brings uh, external display to sports uh, uh, with Stage Manager for multitasking on the M1 and M2 iPad models. Um and uh, Apple has added a new uh, home app architecture coming in iPadOS 16.2, which is designed to bring faster, more reliable performance, which is overly needed. And um, and uh, and then they also are, we're also talking about we're going to talk about in a little bit here is the uh, emergency SOS calls, which is now live um, as well. So, uh, uh, Jeff, have you looked at any of the home app stuff that's up to, been updated uh, in 16.2 for iPad? Um. You know, I, I've played around with a few things, but really, the thing that I've poked around with most is freeform. Okay, great. Well, glad we we got we were able to do a demo. We'll, we'll talk about that just a bit here. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I I've been playing with it solo, but right. getting to do the demo or the the collaborate that was really cool. Yeah, it was. Uh, so uh, also, WatchOS uh, nine point two was it was released. Of course, nothing nothing very notable. Uh, the home app will be on the watch OS. I'll be interesting to see where that goes. So none of us are beta testing that now because I'm not going to use my, because we're not crazy. Yeah. <laughs> we're not crazy to put it on our watch, but, but I also uh, don't have a backup watch laying around. Yeah, exactly. Put that on and test it on my other arm. So exactly. Uh, and then, uh, TV OS, uh, 16.2 is out as well. Um, they did uh, add a new Siri voice recognition feature, allowing the Apple TV to recognize each person in the household by voice, which I think that's pretty cool. Uh, swapping Finally. over to the appropriate profile. That'll make it easier to switch between Apple TV users, get the correct music, TV shows, recommendations. I got to start using that uh, for the other family members. Um, yeah. yeah, that that's cool. So that, finally, we're starting to see a little bit of cool things that we actually could talk about with uh, TVOS. Um, so yeah. uh, stuff we should have been able to talk about two years ago. But yes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, one thing I, I, I got today on this 10R that I do have on beta, that's iPhone, is uh, they Apple did release the rapid security response update uh, for beta testers. Uh, Oh. And this is one of the new features in iOS 16 is the rapid security response, which will let Apple uh, push out important security fixes to users without the requiring a full iOS update. 
so the users running this in 16.2 beta uh, today, actually it was yesterday, but I just saw it today as we record, uh, is uh, one of those updates to be delivered with unspecified bug fixes affecting the software. Well, turns out this was this this was just a rapid response test purposes, so it doesn't have any security content. Uh, so Apple was testing it, which is that's what we do in beta. So uh, yeah. that's good for them. And uh, I put a screenshot of it in the show notes so you can see that what it looks like uh, when it pops up. Because like, like I looked like wow, that's weird. So it actually says iOS security re- response, just like it that says when a, a new version of iOS uh, pops up. And uh, you know, I think it's cool. I think this is, this is a very smart thing Apple's finally doing, and they can be quicker with responding to, to security updates. That you know, we uh, remember remember uh, that these security updates sit and stew and uh, there's and, and and don't happen for a t- period of time. So well, and it's also more obvious because like we know that the less they say about the update that they release, the more important it is to install it. Right. But a person who looks at that screen and goes, it doesn't say I have to do any, like it doesn't say it's important. It doesn't say it's a thing. Right. It you know, There's nothing that communicates to me as a person only going off the information I got on the screen that this is a thing that absolutely has to happen. I need to prioritize. Yeah, It never says that. And so having this be, you know, security response tells me, tells me a little bit more about what's happening and it gives me a much clearer line between you should update to 16.2.7 you know um bug fixes and improvements versus security response which tells me oh it's a security thing i right. need to push okay and so i'm i'm glad that this is happening um and making it more obvious when it's a thing that you need to be doing so yay absolutely uh, any thoughts on that jeff before we move on yes I, uh, I I like what they're doing. I did not like the way this played out. So nope. yesterday, yes. when when the update rolled out, um, I, I found out about it a few minutes after they released it, and I'm like, "Holy forking shirt balls!" <laughs> if they're rolling out a rapid security update for the beta, yeah. whatever it is, is really really bad and uh and you know and i and i'm i'm tapping update as fast as i can and then it finishes fast and um and then i'm on with my day and i kept wondering what was it that's so bad that they had to release an emergency security (laughs) update for a developer beta and then today we find out oh no it's just a test fracking say that let it they should they should have <laughs> yeah. made it clear yeah they should have that's what they were doing mm-hmm. people would freak i can I see mean, that yeah but that's the whole tent of it though i i, I think this is I mean, like kelly it, said it did it, it it got the response apple wanted which was yeah. holy crap i need to install this now right um which was then followed by really <laughs> you, could, you couldn't have told me you were just doing a test yeah should've I still that. would have installed it immediately. They got, they, but, they got uh, us. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll look forward to that. It's so uh, it'll be out on 16.2, which is all in beta. And then it's, so we always say don't install beta on your production device, please. That's a, right. very important. Uh, quick mentions here. Uh, iPhone 14 pro is always on display. Doesn't need to show your wallpaper anymore. So they make some changes there. Uh, oh, okay. the, uh, you can disable wallpaper and notifications for the always on display, save some battery life. 
And then on watchOS 9.2 beta, they're also going to include a race route workout feature for runners and cyclists. So and we'll dive into those as, uh, as those uh, come out. So, um, but what I want to talk about is the emergency SOS satellite. Um, it's been talked about for the last few months that Apple of course came out with this, uh, feature. And what it does is it allows you to be able to be in a location that's very remote and be able to make uh, a call if you're in an emergency situation because it, it beams up to the satellite and allows you to, to definitely connect. Um, they did partner with Global Star Satellite Communications um, and uh, and and they put some good money into this. So to want to have this as uh, because if you don't have cellular or Wi-Fi coverage, you're in an emergency. What are you going to do? And, you know, we've never had this option before. So, uh, so how do you activate it? Well, it's, it's, it's going to be in the settings here. So i when you go into settings uh, on the iPhone, it's there now uh, with the latest update to 16.1.1. Um, you go into settings and then you scroll down to emergency SOS. And then there's all the, the features that, sh- that tells you about emergency SOS. But if you scroll all the way down to, to the bottom there, there's an emergency SOS via satellite and you can tap try demo. So it actually allows you to demonstrate it to try it out oh, first okay. before uh, before you uh, go out to your hike in the middle of nowhere. Um, and so when you click next, it's going to it's gonna t- tell you through all the steps like we've talked about where you, it asks the questions. Then you go in and test the satellite connection. And once you do that, it's going to shut the cellular off, shut the Wi-Fi off, and put it in SOS mode. Then you got to go outside, and then you start moving around crazily, trying trying to be uh, positioned where the satellite is above you. Um, mm-hmm. And then it'll actually go through and let you test it, which I think is great. Uh, because I love you, that they're testing it, that you yeah. can walk through it ahead of time and have some <clears throat> sort of idea what to do if yeah. you ever end up in a situation where you need it. That's fantastic. Yeah. So this, I'm excited to see where this goes. Um, I think it's something that's going to be really great. So uh, what do you think, Jeff? I mean, I think this is something that's uh, was yeah, long that, overdue. This is very cool. And uh, uh, I have a friend who did the whole test and then sent me a screenshot of, of every single step along the way so I could look and, and see how the process works. This is very cool. And the ability to demo it before you need it is so important It is because you don't want to be in a high stress situation and then have to try and figure out how emergency yeah. SOS works. Yeah. Right. So my okay. recommendation is if you have an iPhone 14, even though you don't think that you're ever going to go into the back country where you will need to have a satellite connection to save your life, do this anyhow, learn how it works because what if you are uh, in your car yeah. and you get stuck out in the middle of nowhere and and uh, you can't get a good cell signal mm-hmm. and uh, and there's some sort of emergency? Yeah. Well, it would be good to know how this works before you need it. I've been in that situation and it is not great. Zero stars do not recommend. Uh, and there there are still... Uh, parts of Oregon where it is not hard to end up with zero cellular signal. Or I would imagine by extension, if there were some sort of cellular outage and you needed assistance, if you don't have any cell signal, you know, it doesn't really matter why, but if something were to happen, then at least you have, uh, you know, you've walked through it and you can, you have some idea what to do. And that's the part I think is really nice is that you get the opportunity to do it. Like Jeff was saying, you know, like, 
you know, you're you're solving for you're having to solve for a much larger problem if you actually need the SOS feature. Right. So having to learn a whole new thing and walk through something that you've never seen before is not a great way to try to respond if you're in, if you have some sort of situation. So yeah, I, I'm I'm really glad it's something you can test. I hope they make a great big deal about the fact that you can test it and encourage everyone to do so. Right. Just so that people have an idea. You know, it's one of those things like testing the things that you get you know like if you get a generator because your power goes out a lot like understand how you set that up and make it work and all of that you know ahead of time so uh hopefully this will end up being uh one of those things where uh lots of people figure it out and it ends up being um uh really helpful to a lot of folks i'm looking forward to it because uh like i said earlier uh mr kelly has a, a 14 pro max and uh so you could try it and and he's a person who hikes a lot so uh, and does go out in the wilderness where there is no cell signal. And this will make it a lot easier, A, for him to only take one device because he currently has a separate thing that he will usually take with him that, that locks on the satellite. And, you know, you can hit a button and tell, say that you need help or whatever. Right. Um, so, A, he'll get to slim down and not take a whole separate device that requires some sort of power, whether it's recharging or batteries or whatever. Um, and... Uh, you know, like being able to use it and have it be super handy and, and very helpful, I think is going to be great. So, yay. Yay. Dave, this uh, uh, underscores a deficiency in Apple uh, services and interfaces that's been there since the iPhone was introduced. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you what should be a very simple question. What are the steps to initiate an emergency phone call on your iPhone? Well, you have to go in... Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I think you hit the side button five times, right? If you turned no, that, that on. That does the uh, the lock thing. The emergency. Oh, I thought that was 911. Oh, you, could you could press and hold the side <laughs> button uh, on either volume button to make an emergency call. And then, because uh, when, you, when you call 911 the and, then there, and there's no signal, that's when it's going to go on to the uh, satellite and, and, and connect right. the, to the emergency SOS. Um, well, I mean, just like a regular nine one one call, because right. Apple has uh, has uh, a way to do that without having to dial nine one one, but they don't mm -hmm. give you a way to practice doing that. No, not no. Other than the demo, and, uh, and and I've been at multiple uh, uh, situations where you know, like like bad car wrecks where there'll be four or five people standing around looking at their iPhones, trying to figure out how to make that emergency call thing work. And while they're doing that, I'm, I'm just like phone That's dial nine one one and make so, a call. And everyone else is still lost. Just trying to figure out how to, uh, to do the emergency call thing. Okay. So how do you do it? If it's not, I don't even remember signs. anymore. Because it's faster for me to unlock my phone, tap tap the phone thing, tap the keyboard, and go nine one one dial. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But I think, uh, like it says, press and hold the side button and either volume button to make an emergency call. You could do it that way too. And okay. So Apple needs to have a way for us to practice doing this, so that people because oh. if you if you don't know how to do right. it and you weren't familiar with it in an emergency situation, you are not going to do it. Yeah, it I is. Agree. It is power and volume. If you hold them, if you press and release them, you take a screenshot. If you press and hold them, uh, now you get slide to power off, 
medical ID and emergency. Oh, yep, there it is. Right. And uh, and I would have already uh, uh, had my phone unlocked and had and dialed nine one one by the time you get the whole screen up. Yeah, they need to improve that. Mine was mine was pretty fast. Um, so that's cool. But um, now I know what it is. Will I remember that? Probably not because I didn't get to practice it. Yeah, can't practice without calling. Well, I mean, yeah, you can go that far, and, and you know, and see yeah. that it says that now. Um, but I don't. But the, yeah, you can't like walk through it or anything. So um, interesting. Yep. Okay. Now All right. Know. Let's um, move on and talk about the freeform app. We, uh, uh, as I mentioned, uh, Jeff and I actually today, as we record, uh, we were able to test it out and. I'm very and, interested in this. And, and then what Jeff, we promptly says, freaking holy shirt balls here. It's, it's a, <laughs> it is a pretty amazingly cool. Um, so yeah, what, what you do is you get the free form app. You got it installed on the iPad. It also works on the iPhone, uh, iPhone 14. Um, and um, you start just free form drawing. I put, I put a web link and uh, Jeff took a picture. I put, took a picture. There's, there's sticky notes. So free form. And, um, okay, so what what is it though? Like, does your screen just turn into a big white screen, and you yeah. can pick up your pencil uh, and scroll? On the video or? here, I'm show, I'll show it on this iPad here. Um, but that's uh, that's what it yeah. looks and like. And look, I have the same thing on my end. Yeah. So there we go. It. Uh, it okay. It, it it yeah. So it does have. I know it might be hard to see because it's the white. Yeah. But okay, so uh, it's a, and you have to install an app called Freeform on your iPad. It on, installs automatically. Right. As part okay. of I, uh, iPadOS 16.2. Okay. Might be hard to but see only if you have an M series iPad? Nope. Yeah. This, is, see, this is an old 10-inch uh, iPad. This, this, okay. is, this is the shortcut right here. That's the Freeform okay. app there. That's what it looks like. I'm okay. showing it on video for those listening. And, um, okay. and it just opens up as a Freeform whiteboard. And you can uh, you have... Uh, you have drawing uh, the drawing tools. Um, you al- you also have um, the sticky notes that you can add and and, and put notes in there. Uh, it has uh, shapes and geometry and all kinds of uh, objects. A whole long list of very similar. This is very similar to like Good Notes. A lot of those note taking apps that that have a lot of this. Um, you okay. can add a text box very easily. Um, just in, by typing text, and then you can add fo- photos. And the photos are broken down to by photos or videos. Uh, the camera. Uh, okay. the, the, you can scan something, you can do a link. So if you put an actual, uh, web link, it actually will show the, the form. Like I just did it with, uh, in touch with iOS and, and, and it, uh, showed the actual, you know, the, the, the quick link view of the, of the page. Okay. And then you can also insert from and go to the files app too. So if you have, if you have file here, you can attach okay. a file right into the free form. Yeah. Um, I, I just ran into a problem. And this um, is one. Yeah. I, I put a shape on. I see. And. And I was, and I realized, oh, that shape isn't where I want it at all. I can't, I can't select the shapes and move them. But Dave, you just did. I watched them move. Yeah, I just <laughs> moved them. Yeah, yeah. So okay. I think you can't. You just you have to tap it. Do you, do you see the square when I tap it? The the the, uh, the circle. I just tapped it, and it actually shows the editing. And then the little edit bar comes up, and then allows you to. Um, delete it or you can it has other menu things that you can go in here and actually show this i don't know it'll be hard to show this and and i'm getting um yeah it's it's uh, too bad with the white so like lines and stuff so so when i tap it's actually um drawing instead of letting me do my there we go i got it to to start working yeah you're moving that's it it's freaky and and it's it's real time too of course look at the way this light is on my face here uh 
uh, yeah, no, this is super cool. Super cool. I, I can't wait to start using this more and uh, have, yeah, like you just put high in, in the run, one shape you did. And yeah, it's yeah, this. So that, I mean, that, that was basically real time. It was. Yeah. It, I so, saw it happen as, as he did it. So, and this is only a, it, right now, this is only if you have a beta installed on an iPad. 16.2 is what this is going mm-hmm. to be included in. Yeah. Okay. So, so once it, once 16.2 releases to the, to the public, yeah, you'll have this. Okay. And it's uh, super cool. Okay. Uh, there's an article in the show notes here that, uh, um, uh, that, uh, uh, Mac rumors wrote and it shows 10, mm-hmm. it actually is 10 things and it described what we just talked about. Uh, shapes and images, scanning documents and stickies and text insertion, cool. drawing tools, colors, and you have object movement. Yeah, it's it's really flexible. It really, and you can do multiple boards too, so you can create a bunch of multiple boards at once. They're all laid out, and you can go between them. And yeah, I think this is something that uh, is. I think Apple did good with uh, uh, with this. So, uh, but yeah, check out yeah, that article, and, cool. and we're going to definitely be talking about more once it comes out in the in the in the, in the beta. So on the awesome. beta, I should say, um, next topic here, Jeff's favorite topic is the home pod. <laughs> yeah. And I thought this would be fun to talk about here because, um, it is the, the home pod mini is now two years old. I can't believe it. It's been two years since the home pod mini came out. And I remember vividly that the, the, the Kelly, by the way, happy birthday. Your birthday was, uh, yesterday. Uh, and, uh, I, I really remember two years ago that you got the HomePod Mini as I a birthday did. gift. Um, yes. So, uh, so uh, where do we think the future of this is going to be? With the, do you think the full size HomePod is going to make a comeback? Um, and we also want to. I really want to address you know, some of the pain points. I know, Jeff, you, you've been very vocal. That's why I, I, te- I tease, but uh, but you have been very That's vocal. Fair. It, it, it's it's uh, it, it's just been such a problem with a lot of the things the HomePod, especially the updates to it and trying to get it yeah. upgraded. But also, updated you're, and, you're OG only, correct, Jeff? You don't. Do you I have, have an mini? OG and I have a set of minis. Yeah, okay, you do way. have a, you do have okay, you do have minis then. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying um, to remember who it is. I know somebody that doesn't have minis, and I can't remember who it is. But anyway, I've got. Two here and one at, at another home. So, that's oh, not I, my have, account, so. I have a fleet of them because uh, Costco had them on like $10 off. And so for a, there were there was a couple of months where uh, every time Mr. Kelly went to Costco, he came up with another HomePod video. So you've got, you've got a collection of them there. <laughs> so there, yeah, there's like a fleet of them in my house now. So I see them. I, they're all over the place. Yeah, so yeah. but I never had the big ones, so I've never had any of. I still have them; they're above me here. The issues um, that Jeff has, so yeah, they're above me here. Uh, will, will the uh, full size OG style HomePod make a comeback? No, I no? do not mm-hmm. think so. You don't think so? Uh, I think that we will get a different form factor in the in the HomePod line mm-hmm. that will probably be bigger than the Mini, the HomePod uh, Max. Yeah, um, yeah, or they would just might call it the HomePod again. And uh, it's just whatever the new form factor is. And it'll be second gen or something, you know, for documentational purposes or something, right? Yeah, HomePod 2023. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, and it wouldn't surprise me at some point down the road if uh, if Apple did a, uh, uh, a combo device where it's right. a HomePod soundbar with an Apple TV built in. I think that would be a really cool product for Apple to make. 
Now, I'm saying it wouldn't surprise me if they did it. At the same time, I would be stunned if they did it. Me too. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, Apple, they, they go on about how they're all about uh, about our home experience with our entertainment. Mm-hmm. And they're all in on Apple TV Plus and Apple Music. So why not give us a device that uh, that really caters to that? Yeah. Speakers with spatial audio. I mean, come on. Yeah. That's the dream, I mean, right? apparently. But. An article here in the show notes that's uh, from Mac Rumors that uh, there are some rumors about that. You know, Mark Ehrman, obviously one of the guys that's you know very good with some of the predictions he mm-hmm. makes, is saying that there's something Apple is working on this, but there's no specific. You know, is well, it going to be one? Will it be a, have a have a camera? Will it be FaceTime available? I mean, that, that, that's been a lot of chatter. With that I'd be I find that I, I'm kind of skeptical about that. Honestly. The HomePod show. Yeah. Okay, I'm skeptical uh, <laughs> about that. And uh, at the same time, I disagree with your reaction, Kelly. A smart screen on the desk is actually a surprisingly useful thing. I have so one. Much, it's called an iPad. You have an iPad that's not a smart screen on your desk. That's a tablet on your desk. I'm, okay. I'm talking about, and, and I know I'm totally being a butt with the way I, I said that, but um, <laughs> I, I, have an echo, I, I have an Echo Show on my desk. Mm-hmm. That I picked up during an Amazon sale for Mm -hmm. for cheap and having a device that that uh, provides information Mm -hmm. and ties in with the rest of my voice control and audio system throughout my my place is actually surprisingly useful. So I've got this screen right down here right now, which is showing me information that I want available to me all the time. That's okay. that is happening independently of my um, my uh, iPad. Mm-hmm. And while it doesn't sound like much, once you have it, it's like it, so, it's this thing yeah. where it's like, why have I not had this before? It's like and, the Apple Watch. It's like an you don't need it, but once you have it, it's unbelievably useful and super cool. And why right. why doesn't everybody have one? Yeah. I totally get that. Right. And, mm-hmm. uh, and and I bought the the small Echo. It's like the five and a half inch screen. Mm-hmm. And uh and and it's great sitting here. And about about a week after having it, I'm like, oh, I can't do all the widgets. You have to have the eight inch screen for that. Well, crap, that would make this thing so much more useful because then I could have <laughs> I could have the time and the weather and I could be monitoring the uh, the outdoor camera all the time mm-hmm. and then have something else going on all on this one screen. And it's just a quick glance all the time. Okay. So yeah. while, while the idea of a home pod with a screen on one hand seems really weird. Now that I have an echo show, I'm wondering mm-hmm. why Apple doesn't have this. Well, Two things. First of all, I never thought I've said Apple should make a soundbar for a long time, but I always thought it was going to be an Apple TV, not a HomePod, that it was going to be an Apple TV that had speakers speakers in it that that is now a soundbar. And then you use that and, you know, like we'll come to in touch with iOS and we'll talk about how secretly those are just, you know, HomePod mini innards that are on either side of the little processor for the Apple TV, right? And then the whole thing is just your soundbar and you're done. And that, once again, solves the problem I think Apple has with the Apple TV, which is what do I do with this box that you want me to hook up to my television? Well, if I need a new soundbar, there you go. Um, 
you know, that's part of why I think the stick's a good idea. So it never occurred to me that that would be a HomePod family, a member of the HomePod family. Um, I'm surprised there's not a 2.0 with um, maybe a little more oomph in the speakers or uh, some nicer sort of processor in it to make it a little a little peppier in responding. Um, and maybe with a detachable USB cable. I mean, I know that sounds like insanity, but that That's would be an amazing thing right for me yeah, to Yeah, that add. is crazy talk. Um, <laughs> I know. A girl can dream, guys. Uh, the thing that I think is the fundamental hurdle of the the assistant in the HomePod now might be helped by having a screen in that um, <clears throat> Apple's voice assistant started life as a thing on your phone, which had a screen on it. And so yep. having, you know, and, and we've talked about this too, that Amazon's assistant started out on devices that did not have screens and was only a voice assistant for a long, long time. And so mm -hmm. right. the A-Lady is sometimes feels way ahead technologically like you know in an you know in an evolution discussion seems like it's it's better evolved than the one from apple and primarily i think that's because the apple one started on a screen where you were just telling it to do the web search for you and then the search results popped up or it just showed you the thing on the screen and that was all it had to do it never had to interact back with you because there was no way for it to give you any results otherwise yeah. so the screen might actually i could see that making it more useful uh I, I don't know what it would cost i don't know you know how you would you know what the what the speaker situation is like with that um i would like to see at least an iteration of it with um you know, different colors because we know the colors aren't ever going to match anything because Apple hasn't that's Apple's way. figured out. <laughs> if that, if only know. there was a, a tool that would let you say color sync across uh, a yeah. uh, medium. I would really love to sync my colors across devices and just have the blue be the same blue or the green or whatever. Um, but the, the, you know, it'd be nice if it had, uh, you know, a little nicer. Wi-Fi radio in it, maybe, um, you know, nicer uh, thread matter. I can't remember which it is for the network, but uh, you know, nicer radios for that uh, it, and and make the, the home stuff a little bit more useful, a little more interesting, make it easier for people to get into using it to boss around stuff in your house. I think that would be a really good, uh, a really good way to do that. Like, here's a new one you know, and, and figure out some way that we can't live without it. And maybe a screen would be that thing. I don't know. Yeah. It's uh, definitely be interesting. I mean, and you, you still got, you guys think there is not going to be a, the full size home pod, but you know, there's still some rumors out there and they're saying I potentially think it'll evolve. There yeah, may be, a, there may be a bigger one, but I don't think the one in Jeff's house is making a comeback. No. no. And I've got, I've got them too. So I've got two yeah. that I still use to this day and, I watch yeah. TV to the to the right of me here, and and I I love it uh, when I don't want to have my AirPods on, and the Apple TV is yeah. rocking it here, and um, so it it does uh, it does work uh, it does work really well. They still they still sound great. I mean, mm -hmm. look, hopefully they'll they'll, yeah, they'll the, keep supporting them. The sound the sound quality was never the issue with the HomePod with the original HomePod. Like no. it always sounded amazing. That was never that was never the problem. So it was just sort of in a weird middle space because it was more than 
I just need some speakers prices, but it was less than someone like me who says, I've already solved this problem and I don't need, I don't need another speaker that's way more than, you know, a, an inexpensive Bluetooth thing or something like that. Uh, and, you know, cause like for the kind of sound that you're giving me for that, like I've solved my high quality sound problems already. So I don't have any reason to, to get one of these. So it was super cool. It, it did sound amazing, but I just didn't have a, a place for it, you know, anywhere in my, in my household stack. It just didn't have a home. So. Yeah. That makes sense. And, yeah. and I, I, he's replaced a bunch of a lady devices. So yeah, I, I'm still, I'm still, a, I have a mixture of everything here. And you were talking about the, the, the echo show. I was tempted to look at one of those because the pricing has been come way down, especially on the, the, the lower end model, which is a perfectly fine model, but I've got the Google Nest home hub that's sitting here with yeah, the little so screen. That thing yeah, rocks. So I mean, you, you I, have, I, I have it. So, yeah. but you yeah. have that screen that Jeff's talking about. Yeah, so exactly. you know, of what and that's what sees. I do. I, 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 would, I go into Google Chrome and I send the YouTube signal over whatever I want to watch and I throw it onto that screen. So it's sitting next to me here and I don't have it on my screen. So I, you know, a lot of times I'm watching a video or something live or, um, and, uh, yeah, it's kind of, kind of cool to be able to just have it right there next to me and, well, now I need Apple button. to do it because I got rid of all yeah. my Amazon devices and I'm not interested in getting any Google ones. So, yeah, come on, Apple. I, I have them. So, um, I just had a birthday. Make it happen. Yes. There you go. And we both <laughs> just had a Kelly. birthday. So, yeah. Um, so, uh, one last thing I wanted to talk about there was an app here I wanted to mention here. Um, and I think we talked, I've talked about this before. I can't remember when, but uh, there's this app called Weather on the Way. Uh, and it's a pay service, but the cool thing is now they've added CarPlay support. Oh. Um, so it's a live radar on your screen. So there's an actual live radar on your on the screen in your car on the CarPlay, uh, and gives you uh, forecasts about and the driving route. So it, it tells you where you're going to have uh, trouble with driving. So it com- oh. combines travel with weather with uh, and, and with radar, and I think it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not free, so you have to, uh, it is a free download, uh, but you do have to. Uh, um, twenty five bucks a year. Twenty five bucks a year, but you can also get a lifetime. Well. Yeah, you got a lifetime purchase for ninety eighty five bucks. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of tempted. <laughs> I mean, they do give you seven day trials. You have to, of course, sign up and you know get it hooked up to your account, and all that stuff. But um, but I think this is super cool. The fact of having it in CarPlay and being able to look at the the weather that easily. Right on your right on your the screen in your car um, is is pretty slick. Well, and especially cool. where both of you are, that seems exceptionally relevant because, like Jeff, you could have a blizzard at any moment. It'd be really nice to know Not as to get here, any but... kind of advance warning. But mm-hmm. you do have, but you do regularly experience <clears throat> extreme weather conditions as well, David. So yep. it would be nice, you know, if the weather is bad, it would be good. To, you know, if you're in bad weather season, it would be nice to know if it's about to get worse. So I can totally see that. Um, This is probably way more convenient than the way I normally track the weather, uh, which is about to go away, which is using the the PDX TST hashtag on Twitter, which stands for Portland Twitter Storm Team, because you have to pronounce the exclamation points. So that used to be how we how I would watch. Like, look, the ice is here and it's moving south and it's moving south and it's moving south and I have to go home now, you know, and it was nice to have that option, but that's probably going away. So if I need that, this is probably going to be the next best thing. Absolutely. Well, 
what a great show this week. We had a lot of great topics, a lot of good things, good discussion, and uh, let's uh, go ahead and wrap up for this week. That's a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address, which is feedback at intouchwithios.com. You can follow us on Twitter at InTouchWithIOS for now. Support the show by buying me a coffee at InTouchWithIOS.com slash coffee. We would really appreciate it. You can become a patron of the show by going to Patreon.com slash InTouchWithIOS. We do have two tiers available to support the show. We'd really appreciate it. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe so you're notified when we live stream, which is usually on Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash iOS, where you can watch the show live as we, as Ben and many others in the chat room did this, uh, this week. Appreciate it. And uh, you can also listen to and watch past shows. Uh, Visit In Touch With iOS magazine on Flipboard, where many of the topics we discuss are flipped into that magazine. The link is in our show notes. Uh, you can subscribe to, to our show in your favorite podcatcher, including Overcast and Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Mirror, and many others. But better yet, go to our website at InTouchWithIOS.com, where all the links to all the ways to listen to us are there. I am Dave Ginsburg. You can find me on Mastodon at Mastodon.com. Oh, no, I'm sorry, Mastodon.cloud slash DaveG65 or on Twitter at DaveG65. Uh, Kelly Gamont, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. And where can folks find you? It's always super fun to be here. I'm always glad to have yes. you have me and I'm always happy to be invited back. Uh, you can find me on Mastodon. I am Verso at Mastodon.social. Maybe. Is that the quick one? Yeah. The one where everybody is, that's the one I'm on. Because uh, I set my account up in like 2018. So um, I've been there for a long time. So uh, you can hit me up there. Uh, you can find me on the uh, Glass app for iOS because I like to hang out there instead of Instagram. And uh, you can find me over on the Incomparable Network if you are so inclined. As we record this, it is now Life Day, so happy Life Day, everybody! And oh. <laughs> I was part—I was part of a commentary episode where uh, select member, select Incomparable panelists. I described it at the time as. Uh, have flung ourselves upon the Betamax hand grenade that is the holiday, the Star Wars holiday special. So uh, you can go check that out and listen to us uh, react to everything happening in that oh show, gosh. which is kind of a lot. Um, you can also find me over there on I Want My MCU TV, where we talk about the latest Marvel Entertainment Unit streaming on Disney+. Plus. Uh, you can... Uh, there's one episode left of Greetings from the Uncanny Valley, which is the show I did, used to do. It's, it's past tense now. Uh, about Westworld with my friend Don Melton. And uh, yeah, the check's in the mail, Don. He, he lets me say that if I, for a nominal fee. Everyone. And uh, the rest of the time, uh, if I'm not on Macedon, you can find me most other places as Verso. Thanks. Jeff Gamet, as always, a pleasure to have you. Where can people find you? It's always a pleasure to be here. Um, I'm Jay Gamut on all the socials. So uh, Twitter, as long as it's still here, Instagram, YouTube, and uh, Mastodon.social. And uh, yeah, Tuesdays on Mac Voices Live, Thursdays on The Big Show and here, and then Fridays on The Mac Show. And then also on The Context Machine, Brian Chaffin and I have teamed up again. And, uh, uh, yeah, I guess I get around. Thank you for being here. 
And thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. And uh, in the United States, it'll be Thanksgiving uh, next week as uh, as this is dropped. And I hope everybody in the United States has a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday and enjoy lots of great food. And uh, we'll talk again soon. 